A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online you'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Kicking out North Luna's way. Here comes Dayden. Scramble. Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Inside Fantasy Sports Podcast. G'day, guys. Welcome back to Tin List Tuesday on the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Proudly sponsored by the Standard Squeeze, where we bring you all things round 18 for NRL Super Coach. I'm your host, the Super Coach Brain, and as always, riding shotgun with me is the Super Coach Matrix. How are you, Matty? How's the uh, working week been for you? Oh, unbelievable. End of financial year is just fantastic. I'm just, uh, I am just absolutely loving it. I'm in my element <laughs> and yeah, uh, these tins have never gone down better. <laughs> I bet. Well, uh, you probably get a few uh, through a few more, I reckon, the, the next <laughs> hour or so while we talk round 18 because there's a bit going on. Um Guys, if you're watching us, thanks for hopping on. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't yet. Hit like, hit follow, leave us a review, all that good stuff if you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your audio podcasts. Uh, and let us know how you went last week in the comments section as well, um, or any questions that you do have for the week ahead. Bit of a weird week. Uh, plenty to talk about, and as always, we'll cover it all today. We'll cover uh, all the ins and outs from round 18 teams that have dropped about four or three hours ago. We'll talk about most bought and sold. We'll talk our trades as well, our thoughts, captain, vice-captain. Pretty bloody obvious choices this week with captaincy and uh, with Nico Hines playing on the Thursday night. But we'll just get that one out of the way nice early. Um, but there's been plenty happening in the uh, NRL world, I guess, away from Supercoach to have some pretty big Supercoach implications. And I guess the the one thing, Matty, your, your Broncos are sweating on Reese Walsh's result at the judiciary. Yeah, I wasn't, I, I wasn't being super rude if you keep watching me look down at my phone. Um, yeah, just following it on Fox Sports at the moment, trying to work out what, what's going on. Uh, Reese is saying he didn't say it to the ref, and uh, Paddy's down there to back him up. So um, things sound like they're getting a bit heated, but I think there's a good chance he gets off. Uh, they have a pretty big case. Uh, they have a better case than what I thought watching it live, but there are sort of... I suppose some people pointing out that maybe Fox Sports have edited it a little bit to make it look one way. So, yeah, look, I mean, anybody, everybody has their agenda. I guess if you're not a Queensland fan or if you're not a Broncos fan, uh, people will want Reese Walsh out, especially if they're in playing an RL Super Coach and they don't have him in their team. They'd probably be stoked if he was ruled out. Um, I mean, as an NRL fan, I guess it, you don't really want to see that kind of behavior, do you? But in saying that. I think it just depends on who he was saying it to. I'm not going to go ahead and say what, you know, or, or kind of comment on uh, what happened there because at the end of the day, no one knows. Mate, Reese is in both our teams. He didn't say it to the ref. <laughs> As a Broncos fan and a Queensland fan, you can get away with it. Me, I don't know. 
I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like morally I would love for him to be suspended because I think he's getting a bit big for his boots at the moment and he needs to be brought down a peg or two. But yeah. in saying that, he's in my team and I don't really want to have to trade him out because I got the bloody bastard in last week. So it's it's always works out like that. You bring him in, shits the bed. And and he's, and he's good price for somebody that touched 800 this year. You don't want to be trading him out for 630. Um, it's going to hurt if he's out for four weeks. But anyway, I suppose that is just speculation at this stage. He got named, um, and yeah, we think that he'll play. Yeah, we'll see how we go. We'll keep an update uh, as we go. It seems like they're still questioning Paddy Carrigan, so I'm, I'm following the live blog. Um, so if anything good comes through, I'll let you know as we go. Um, how'd you go last week, mate? Pretty good score for you, 13.05. How'd the rank end up? Yeah, 13.05. Had some had a few thousand green arrows um, up to 5,400th, and um Making that move that I'd planned on making through the buy period, I did get that bump when I suppose all my borderline guys ended up getting picked for Origin, like your like your Hudson Youngs and your Mitchell Moseses and and all blokes like that. But um, yeah, recovered well and um, yeah, looking at the next couple, oh, probably the next three weeks as moving rounds as well. Yeah, you still got plenty of time, I reckon. Three weeks is you know you knock off a thousand spots each week over the next three weeks and you're in the top 3k so you're well within striking distance of a top 1000 finish and a zinger 15 dollar voucher which is the whole reason we play isn't it yeah. um i went That's up 200 spots I, was, I feel like i kind of expected not to really go anywhere i felt like maybe 12 30 this week was a bit kind of mid um but it took me up into 3400 so i can't complain with green arrows um, but yeah, like you said, three weeks to three weeks to move. Now, before we get into games and start talking about it, all the ins and outs, a uh, shout out to the Standard Squeeze, major sponsor of the podcast. Uh, if you haven't been on their website, go and check it out. Plenty of products there. You've got your four-in-ones to keep your drinks cold, keep them hot if it's a coffee or a tea. Uh, you've also got your squeeze bottles as well that'll pour out the perfect 30 mil shot every single time. Uh, so you don't have to play any guesswork about whether you can drive or when you can drive or you don't have to worry about breaking glass bottles if you go on camping or whatever. So, uh, And it looks like Troy Vickers had a, a drunk, drunken night over the weekend. Maybe the standard squeeze could have saved him because he's traded in Ben Hunt. Um, <laughs> thought he was off to the Broncos. Still got 1260. Good score. Captain on drink. Bolter as well. How good's that? That's a great captaincy yeah. choice. Um, we've got some the flashes on as well. 1096 had to play Sonny Luke. And shoes start. Yeah, I, I copped the shoes to AE as well from the Moses yeah, loop. Yeah, me too. And uh, but I tell you what, he, I, I'm actually looking forward to not having to cop shoes to AE because there's a couple of targets now I think that we can play with to get shoes out of our teams this week. So he's he's Max Gorn. Yes, and g'day Mark. Good to see you as always, mate. 980 overall. He's on. He's in voucher territory right now. I'm loving it. Oh. How good is that? All right. Speaking of standard squeeze, the squeeze of the week winner which is the highest scorer in the unlimited group this year. Every single week we give away a cocktail pack, courtesy of the standard squeeze. Goes out to Andrew, and his team name is a banger. Coach of Shitsville with a 14.95. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, That was an interesting one. He's got a Y where the I should be, just to kind of get away from the uh, rude name detector in, in Supercoach. So very smart. Very smart from Andrew. So congrats, mate. 14.95, massive score. You've won a cocktail pack, courtesy of the standard squeeze. So... Hit us up on socials, wherever it is you follow us, and uh, we'll get your address and get it sent out to you. Uh, it's got close again, and we've had a new change of leader in the group as well, Maddie. Lane Train back in front in 41st overall, and then obviously closely followed by Ball Brain, who's actually come out of nowhere in the last maybe two, three weeks, and uh, he's the in 45th Stephen overall. Stephen Bradbury. That's him. Yeah, Stephen so, Bradbury. Hey, the buy planning's done him a treat by the sounds of things. I mean, I shouldn't assume it's a male, maybe a female. Done them a treat. Ball brain into 45th, so second and and very close to first overall. And first overall, we need to remind everybody, get to come on the podcast with us at the end of the season and also win themselves a super coach ring as well, which is pretty cool. So uh, keep keeping the hunt. I think I'm bloody like 90th or something in that unlimited group. There's uh, plenty of better super coaches yeah. than me this year. In there. I, I can tell you who's not in the hunt, the Brisbane Broncos. <laughs> no, no, they are not. Hey, let's let's rip in, mate. Let's start talking teams. Uh Sharks first, Dragons first up at points bet. Now, let's just say it. Nico Hines, straight captain Thursday night. Mark is watching right now. I want to know how Mark feels about it because Mark is very anti-Thursday night captain, but it is Nico Hines, and they are playing the Dragons, and there is rumor that Ben Hunt could be out 
this week. They've named him, obviously, but apparently he's got the flu after yep. yesterday being denied a release, which is a very convenient um, combination of events. It is going around, you know. It is. I've had it. I've had it for sure. It's just uh, the poor bloke must have been playing through it the last few weeks, maybe. Yeah. But, uh, I want to know what Mark's doing. Let us know in the chat, mate, whether you're captaining Nico or whether I'm, you're going with the VC. I'm very close. To, he, he's at least getting the blue or the uh, or the gold. Uh, very close to considering it just so that I don't have to cop an AE. But yep. having a look at some of the guys that I'm not playing this week, oh, if I get, if you can get blokes like Schuster and um, Sonny Luke out of your team and you don't have them, it could be worth a VC because he has got a couple 40s this year. Yeah, and I think for anybody who has Reese Walsh and Clint Gutherson this week, I said it on Twitter this morning. Like, you're gonna if Reese Walsh is out and Gutho's out, you're gonna have an AE. You're not going to have a fullback to play this week. Do you just hold Reese Walsh this week and have a free crack at a VC loop? I mean, obviously, if you've got a ton of uh, shit kicker AEs that are going to ruin you, probably maybe trade some out or trade one out at least if you can so you don't cop a shit AE. But, I mean, do you just cop a VC? There's there's merit to it. Yeah, I well, I went really well last week with a VC loop. It probably cost me 20 points. Worth it. Yeah. And I think maybe a little bit of security around Nico on Thursday night. Like I've, we've gone Nico Thursday night captain before and it's played out well. I think he got 120 or something like that. Um, yep. But hey, there could be a game and, and Flash has let us know this showers on Thursday night, which, hey, it's wet hair Nico. Do not underestimate wet hair Nico. He could get 180. Um, it's the Dragons. Oh, he's giving, the dra- okay, he's giving him the VC, Mark. So yeah, fair call. I like it. Um, Sharks are one to seventeen in this one as well. They haven't changed anything, so it's good to see they're back full strength um, or close to it. Um, Jack Bird out though with yeah. niggling knee issues, and I see here you in the chat. You've said fuck Jack Bird is out. Does that <laughs> does that bother you at all? I've got him in NRL fantasy actually. Mm. Um, that's that's where it bothers me. Not in super coach. I'm not going as well in that. Um, yeah, okay. yeah, not as good. Not as good as as good as NRL fantasy. I tried to uh, run with like Walsh and Turbo and uh, Tedesco and blokes like that. But yeah, look, Jack Bird was just becoming maybe the only option I was interested in with the Dragons, and you know the Dragons finishing up on some of their, um, I suppose their buy rounds. I was interested in him. But yeah, definitely not now. This these injuries are just hanging around too long. Um, yeah, put the red line through him. Uh, he's done for the year. Hopefully, he just makes himself cheap for next year, so we can start with him. Yeah, good shout. I think uh, NRL physio said the same thing. I was listening to the Magic Sponge this morning on the way to work, and he said Jack Bird don't go near him. Uh, so apparently, all sorts of arthritic issues in his knees and uh, meniscus issues. I think in the past, but now there's this this other issue that's popping up. There's a there's like a kind of area in the back of your knee called your popliteus and apparently it's like connected kind of to your meniscus and there's just a ton of shit going on in there um that is going to cause some problems for jack bird ongoing so you're probably it's too much of a risk to jump on him so i'd leave him out for the year moses suley's also out of this one and tata moga comes in to play his third game with a negative bloody two million break even or whatever it was i think he got 109 and 99 or something when he played Averages 102 for the season. Um, I mean, is he enough option now? The problem is Moga will get you one price rise, right? But then yep. he won't play in the major buy round in round 19 because Suli will be back in. Yeah. So it doesn't really make sense to kind of nuff at, at that cash either. And it doesn't matter like whether he goes up in price because he's going to have to play a few games to warrant the second trade. Yeah, if you have right. 20 trades left or maybe you missed a little bit of the season and trying to make catch up, maybe you only started playing in round four or round five. Look, it's worth it. Um, if you had 22 trades left, it's probably worth it. It was much like the week I brought Marju in and then, you know, took a 100K price rise and then traded him back out again. You can do that if you have 22 trades left. It's just most of the guys playing every week don't. Yeah, pretty much. Hey, uh, Nico Hines, Mulatalo, Nicara. These are the three kind of Sharks players everybody's kind of targeting, right? Uh, do you have – you got Nico. Do you have any of the other two? No, I don't. I've been any fading players? Sharks. Okay. Yeah, not 
not really on purpose. I just haven't really liked the prices that have come back. Like I've been growing my prices and I seem to have a fair bit of cash there. I just haven't seen, you know, Mulatalo at 550. I'd get him at the moment, but he mm. has that low floor. And, oh, look, he, he's a genuine play against the Dragons this week. If I had any anybody from the Sharks, you'd bring him in against the Dragons. But you'd be playing Ramian. Uh, you'd be playing Talakai. You'd be playing everybody. Katoa. Yeah. Yeah, all of them. The whole back line you'd play. Um, even Teague Wilton. For anybody who still has Teague Wilton, I actually really don't mind him as a pod uh, on that left edge. Seems like he runs a pretty good line outside Moylan. Uh, but yeah, Nico Mulatalo and Nicara are the three that I'd be looking at. And I'm bringing in Mulatalo this week. Spoiler alert. We won't save it to the end. Uh, I'm going Billy Smith to Ronaldo Mulatalo this week. So yep. plenty of cash in the bank. I feel like he could go 100 plus this week and even next week as well, round 19. So I'm on that. I'm on the Mulatalo train. And hey, I'd, for anybody, I think 60% of people have Nicara in the top 5% of teams. So yep. very popular play there as well. So could they could all go massive. Uh, Warriors Rabbitohs, mate. Next one. Go Media Stadium. This one's in Auckland. Um, so near Corey's out suspended. I think he misses three weeks. Uh, I, I think it is. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, which yeah, means Mitchie uh, Barnett. Weeks, I think. Yeah. Four weeks. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, Mitchie Barnett comes in and he'll start off the bench, and then Josh Curran starts. Uh, if, no other real relevant changes there. If if you had heaps of trades again, again you're looking at those guys that have missed a few weeks. Maybe you went overseas for four weeks and you didn't make your trades. Josh Curran is a play for four weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I think he is as well. I mean, we've seen what he's done in the past. The the pedigree is there for Josh Curran. If he gets the minutes, it's just he never gets the minutes this year. Yeah. So if he starts getting minutes, definitely watch. But yeah, don't jump on. Bit too much risk there. But for the Rabbitohs, Michael Cheekham comes in for Jacob Host. He's out suspended. Shaq Mitchell comes onto the bench. Um, fun fact for you. Rabbitohs have conceded 32 points per game since Latrell Mitchell's been out. Oh, I'm just changing my Nico Hines to vice captain and Charles Nickel Clockstad to captain. Could be. The goat. Could be. It could be another good week to have SJ, to have CNK, to have Dallin with Tennis Lesniak, like these guys that are all, yep. all putting up massive scores, right? And all capable of putting up massive scores. The Rabbitohs defense has been putrid. So it'd be very interesting to see how this one plays out. I might tip the Rabbitohs, I think, in 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 New Zealand. I think it uh could be I don't know, who's who's favorite? I haven't even uh, checked. The, the... So so the Rabbitohs are paying a dollar sixty two. I was looking a bit earlier because I'm a degenerate. But um No, nah, yeah. it's come into one seventy New Zealand. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. Earlier on, it was paying $1.60. So, obviously, they've seen a little bit of what's happened on the uh, Teamless Tuesday and adjusted. Yes, look, definitely looks like they have. I'd say they're probably uh, looking at the fact that Rabideau's defense has been disgusting. Um, on the back of that, right, we're not talking defense. We're talking attack now, right? So, you've got Richie Kenner now on the right wing. He did well last week with a 50-odd um, decent base there as well, which was quite surprising. Alex Johnston on the other on the other side, I think got forty four. What are your thoughts yeah. on AJ? Because uh, there's a few people jumping off this week. I would jump off him if he wasn't playing round nineteen. I need him as a number. Yeah, but he did get forty four. Like I swear, I looked at he was on thirty eight after like fifteen minutes as well. So he can just accumulate points quickly. Cody Walker had an absolute stinker. So um, I think that you said it. So much of AJ relies on Cody Walker, and they're going to keep relying on Cody Walker. He just had a stinker last week. So mm-hmm. I have Cody Walker, and I have AJ. I'm going to hold on to both. Honestly, if Nico wasn't playing the first game of the week, I would probably vice-captain Cody Walker as a bit of a pod. He could have a big game. Yeah, don't mind that. Don't mind that. The Warriors, the Warriors have been good, though. So it'd be yeah. very interesting to see how they play, but I reckon there'll be some points scored in this one. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Um, anything else from this Warriors Rabbitohs game, mate? Any talking points? Not really that I can that I can take out of it. Oh, I'm just disappointed that uh, Willie Army didn't get named again. I've sort of been holding my breath on that one. Um, He's only extended bench for the last like two or three weeks, and they just never play him. He always drops out. So spewing. Yeah. Oh, anyway, uh, there's there's just no real surprises there. Um, just yep. just let him come. I Cam, suppose we spoke about Cam Murray. From, yeah, and I'm staying away from Colomitani. Cam Murray, even though he's 450k. Um, Damien Cook, because I think that Keon's a chance of playing Origin. Murray's going to play Origin. But have you ever seen a better actual player drop to 450k? 
Yeah, crazy, isn't it? That like the that's like borderline Cody Walker dropping to sub five hundred k last year when everyone yeah. picked him up at like four twenty or four thirty or whatever it was. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, look, if he keeps dropping, it's it's hard because like he's dropping for a reason. He's not playing the same kind of super coach conducive football that he has played in previous years. So, I just feel like there's so many better options this year that he just it's not needs worth to come it. on for thirty minutes like he did in Origin because yep. he was the best player in the park for the yeah, that's right that's right uh a few questions in the chat here so we'll rip through some of them before we move on to the storm versus panthers that'll be the game of the week that one uh all right fourth world how are you mate thanks for hopping on uh thoughts on nanai looking a good trade from schuster or billy smith so so i know that you probably don't have the same opinion i don't think but i actually love nanai at 530k 11 Mm. break even i like to play him on matchup and i Mm. think that 500k is sort of that price and if you don't get him this week you're probably gonna never get him yeah yeah that's a fair that's a fair call i think um i don't necessarily hate him yeah and they are they are that is a good point um he does play origin i mean do you do you wait until origin's done now not with an 11 break even because you'll be playing 600k for it yeah yeah fair call okay he's like a um Bad Hudson Young. Okay. Bad Hudson. So, yeah, I feel like Hudson Young might come up in conversation a little bit later then, so we'll leave that. <laughs> Hudson we'll leave Young that gets a line break when he scores tries. Yeah, that Nanai doesn't. Point. Hey, you know Nanai ran for 185 metres last week? It's like I don't remember him taking more than six runs in a game before. So is this a new Jeremiah Nanai? Maybe. Maybe he heard I'm me not. when I said that I didn't like it at all, and he uh, he took it personally. Uh <laughs> Another question from Fourth World. Thoughts on this center op- or these center options? Xavier Coates, Hamiso, Murray Tuolangi, and Cobbo, all Queensland backs that are looking fire. What are your thoughts as a Queenslander? So I love Hammer. I just don't like how bad the Dolphins have been. But yeah, I would still probably pick I would still probably pick Hammer over all these. I know they seem to be going back to Coates a bit, but they do seem to still prefer uh Warbrick's side. Um, mm-hmm. Hammer is the number one option. Yeah. I feel like Murray Tuolangi is kind of um, maybe missing out a little bit on the left wing for Cowboys. Like the uh, Val Holmes is running that block line a lot more back in the unders line and they're hitting him a lot shorter now. So, um, which as you would being Valentine Holmes. Uh, so maybe Murray Tuolangi yeah, probably back. isn't. Valentine isn't, Holmes. <laughs> that's him. Uh, and Selwyn Cobbo looks, uh, I mean, no offense. He just looks big and slow lately. Yep. It just doesn't look fit. I think conditioning's quite poor with the hip pointer issue that he's that he's had recently. I'd so, be avoiding I know Cobo. this is a discussion for those guys, but I think Xavier Coates gets picked and Cobo doesn't. I know I said it on Sunday, but yeah. I would pick Xavier Coates after the way that I saw him play and after the way that I saw Cobo play on the weekend. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's a fair call. I like it. Uh, Mark, does Curran go to the right edge? Can run Nicara lines? Nicara. Lines. Near Kore, Nicara. I don't know. He said Nicara in the next one. Could be near Kore, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. No, Nicara. Sorry. Um, yeah. I mean, who I plays? So, near Kore, uh, near Kore plays right. He plays yeah, right edge. So, I assume that that's where, yeah. that's where Curran will slot in. So, yeah, don't mind it. I mean, you've got four weeks. So, you've only got four pod. weeks. Like, like they love near Kore. They're going to bring him in. Curran's going to go back to that bench role that he's played all year. And um, he's going to be irrelevant. Flash is on the Garrick captain this week. Well, that could be that could be big. That could be big. You could you could talk me into that. <laughs> Let's go, Storm Panthers, mate. So uh, at Amy Park in Melbourne, Cam Munster's back in. He's uh, recovered finally from his hangover after Origin <laughs> yeah. Two, and uh, Tui Kamikamika comes. Yeah, that did, mate. The come down would have been awful. Uh, Tui Kamikamika is back into the team as well, which will help the Storms go forward. So good for them. All the Origin players are back for Penrith as well. So you got To'o, Crichton, Martin, Yo, and Luai all back in the team this week. And uh, unfortunately, that means that uh, last week's hero, uh, Peachy, drops out of the team. Uh, and then uh, Tom Jenkins, Hosking drops out as well. So if there's ever a sign to sell Hosking, it's now. I think he's done. Can I tell you that out of these guys, if there's ever a sign to sell Hosky, if there's ever a sign to sell Peachy, 
and Taruva with these guys coming back in, this is the week. There's so many good second row forward center wing options this week. Um, it's time to go if you have either of those, any of those guys, or all yep. of those guys. Agreed. Agreed. What are, so what about Munster? And Fourth World's asked in the chat, what are your thoughts on Munster? Like, do we now wait? He's got a 50-odd break even, I think it is. Um, 666K. Playing the Penrith Panthers at near full strength minus Nathan Cleary, like it's you've got to wait, don't you? Yeah. So the big thing that you said there for me was playing the Panthers. If he played last week, he would have been close to a get from me. I know he would have been close for a get for you as well. Yeah, he was um, coming in. And you me. would have Yeah, and you would have just copped the Panthers game because he still scores well most of the time. But to bring him in, fifty eight break even against the Panthers, I think he'll cover fifty eight. I think he might get a 70 or something like that, um, mm-hmm. and he'll play really well. But let's just get guys that are playing round 19 or keep guys that are playing round 19 and get him after origin. Make sure, like, I know that he was sick or whatever he was. I know that he's had rib injuries. Again, origin's brutal. Let's just wait and get him through that. Yeah. Yeah. What about Eli Katoa? He hasn't been named again. So for all of the patient so owners. I got rid of him. Yeah, for everybody that's been patient. And uh, to be fair, a lot of information from Melbourne itself said that Elikata was nearly back. He's uh, He was due back round 18. There, there was a lot of chat about it. Still not named. So do you just bail now, considering obviously Melbourne aren't going to play next week? You're not going to yeah. get him until round 20. You just have to move on now, don't you? Yeah, it's time to go. He's at a good price. He's got 120 break even. Again, like those Panthers guys, hopefully you don't have all of them because uh, you're in a well to hurt this week. But... He's at a good price. You can get some really good guys for 540K. And I think Hudson Young and Danai and a few of the other guys we're talking about are prime candidates. Yeah. Let me tell you, I would, it'd be pretty easy to sway me to get Eli Katoa back once that break even comes down for the run home. Because, I mean, if you've already owned him, it's kind of like going back to your ex, isn't it? You really want to avoid kind of, you know, going back to a play where he dropped. But, I've never owned him. And for anybody who hasn't ever owned him, like there might come a point where 101 break even at 550K, he drops down to like sub 500K and you pick him up from around 21, 22. And Storm have some nice games on the run home. Yeah. And we'll talk about it, I suppose, a bit later for us tomorrow for all the listeners a little bit. But sometimes the best pod can be going back to somebody after everybody moves on. And that's kind of my logic with getting Val Holmes last week. I think a lot of the guys in the top 5% have got him and now they might not be able to afford to get him back in. When he hits 600K again in round 23, well, everybody else is going to be in the same boat after he goes on that. Like he could go on an absolute tear, but you just be patient, let him go back out. Hopefully you've got a few trades if you trade him out or, you know, if you could just go to him for the first time this year, you'd be happy. Yeah, he's three eighty yep. at the start of the year, wasn't he? Yeah, it's super cheap. Yeah, oh, maybe early fours, four ten, four twenty, something like that. Yeah, yep. um, some interesting. Uh, we'll, we'll quickly cross over to to the judiciary. Uh, some yep. interesting stuff there. They're interviewing David Fafita now, um, so they're they're talking to David Fafita, and uh, Fafita slipped up in uh, what he was talking about and basically said, Walsh, so quoted Fafita, while she said what he said to the ref. I mean, Paddy. The ref was behind him. So uh, very interesting there. I don't know whether that's uh, going to gonna backfire on him a little bit, but it looks like the NRL judiciary and the, the representatives of the NRL are going pretty hard at Reese Walsh for, for this kind of stuff. So stay tuned. Be very, very interesting. All right, next game. Raiders versus the Titans at GIO Stadium. Josh Papalee out, hamstring injury. Uh, so he's going to be out for only two weeks by the looks of things. So it must be a grade one, which, which is good for Josh Papp and for the Raiders, not so good for Pasami solo owners. He'll only get maybe two weeks and then he'll go back to his bench plotter role. So not enough worthy, uh, AE nightmare worthy, I'd say. Yep. Yeah. And we were watching the pastrami this week just to see what happened. But, uh, yeah, oh, you can see when Papalee went off early and uh, went to the jumper, really. You know those big, long, when you're playing at Canberra, those big, long jumpers that they have? Uh, yeah, you thought that there was a bit of trouble. But, anyway, we'll see how we go. Yeah. I don't think either either of them are super coach relevant right now. If you've got them, get rid of them. If you don't have them, stay away. Yeah, well said. Uh, Tino is back in as well for the Titans. 
Now, I heard, uh, I can't remember where I heard this from, but it was, uh, it made me kind of think maybe there's a potential. It was Walson Carlos on the uh, the SC Playbook rap um, saying that because Tino got rested this week after Origin 2, there's a chance maybe Fafita gets rested after Origin 3. So, I mean, for anybody considering buying David Fafita this week, would you would you wait? He's got 150 break even. It makes no sense unless you're chasing points this week. Yeah, I know. Unless you've just sitting there with a plethora of money and you want to bank those points, but I'm going to wait it out. The plan was to wait it out. I'm not going to be deterred by his 120 last week. I still had a really good round. Yep. Um, yeah, look, you win some, you lose some. Maybe I should have just sat on him, but I, hopefully I'll have 200k to play with and bolster my team elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And we did make sure that we had cash in the bank for this move. We know we need to go back to Fafita eventually, so we've got a few little things that we can do to downgrade and a few kind of cheapies that are starting to top out, which is good. So um, <clears throat> what else have we got here? Hudson Young, your boy. Go on, sell me. Sell me on Hudson Young because we were talking throughout the week, or sorry, it's it's only Tuesday. We were talking yesterday about Hudson Young, and I, I messaged you saying, fuck, I'm tempted with Hudson Young and just grabbing him this week and hoping he misses Origin. Yeah. Is there a chance that happens, though? I, I don't really think they're going to bail on him now, are they? I, I think he's young enough. Basically, the whole team's been dog shit, not just him. Um, yep. Look, he, he played a better game last time. I actually didn't think he was that bad. He was just trying to take it to him and probably got a bit fiery and gave away some penalties from, I suppose, how attacking and um, aggressive he was. I like that aggression. I like the 540K price tag. With a 58 break even, I'm going to stay away this week. But if you had a 10 or 11 break even like Jeremiah and Nanai, and you feel that way about Nanai, um, yeah, he's somebody that could bring in. But the 58 break even, like I'm talking about Cam Munster, I'm not getting him this week with a 58 break even. I'm probably not going to get Hudson Young this week. I The the temptation, though, is that he's such a – I wouldn't even call him a superpod. I'd call him a super megapod. I think he's owned by 0.3% of teams in the top 5%. Like, it's crazy, crazy numbers for oh. a guy that was a top 10 2RF last year. So yeah. Well, I felt like I had to trade him <clears throat> out. So I had him because, again, you called him a superpod. He's an absolute gun. I think he's coming off an 80. I want him in my team, and I think I will. I think I'm probably going to stay away from Nanai this week, maybe in the hopes of bringing in a 550k Hudson Young um, after his buys. So, yeah, after Origin and after his buys. Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, so we, we talked on Sunday. The Titans they got no more buys left, so they're prime for the picking now. You've got AJ Brimson in your team, so you you made that move last week. How are you feeling about him now? Yeah, really good. Um, he had like a, I think a. 50 break even, covered it, um, got 61, now has a break even of 20. I think he's still a super coach relevant player. I think that the Titans look good. Hey, maybe Ben Hunt ended up going to the Titans as well and Max Brimo and even better. I know he went from like 1, 1.8% to about 5.5% in the last week. Um, people have the same logic as me. Um, I think AJ is a good play. I think he's a good pot option from Ponga. Mm. Um, I just think he's good value. Like, you know, you can talk as much about paying a lot of money for, you know, your monsters. And I paid a lot of money for Cody Walker and I've been banking points. Mate, Brimson, especially with the buys, Brimson could outscore Cody Walker the rest of the year. Yeah. I, I, so, I mean, if he does anything like he did last year, he could, finished the year really red hot and you've made me think now about Ben Hunt going there next year and um, he could be a guy I start the season with next year yep like that that's kind of how good he is um so yeah that'll be a very close watch and and a really nice pod so I like it Uh, I love the 5-8 fullback duel as well how handy does that come with uh Kalen Ponga for you Um, yeah massive massive I don't think I'm even going to get to use it or have to use it now because of the move to Walsh last week. I've got two fullbacks there that are fullbacks only. But, I mean, it'd allow me to get Munster in if I wanted to bail on Walsh. And if this judiciary hearing, he gets four weeks, say, uh, I'll have a few options there. Uh, and the beauty of it is you'll have center wing fullback jewels there too. So I could even bring Garrick up to fullback and get a center wing in. So plenty of flexibility, which is nice. Um, David Fafida, on the other hand, is getting grilled right now. Speaking of David Fafida. <laughs> I just read it. Um, 
So he's uh, apparently messed up one of his comments or something saying that he was talking to the ref accidentally and then he backtracked on that and now they're going in on him. So, man, this is it's like a criminal bloody court case. Uh, I've never actually paid that much attention. Like, it just takes Supercoach and the Broncos for me to actually have a look what happens at the judiciary. Yeah, yeah. So we'll keep going with that. They're still going with it. So um, stay tuned. Um, all right. Cowboys-Tigers, mate. Now, uh, I didn't know this. I didn't see this. I'm not sure whether you heard about it, but Reese Robson, bit of a hamstring injury uh, last yeah, week, apparently, against I South. I didn't know about it. I'm going to watch watch it. I'll just have to swap in Reed Marnie if um... – yeah, yeah. yeah I, I wasn't planning on playing Reed Marnie. Look, Reese Robson and Reed Marnie have both been pretty disappointing. So let's just sub him in. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And look, if you've got two good hookers there, yeah, sweet. You can just sub one in. Um, so that's not an issue there. Otherwise, Cowboys are one to seventeen, as they should be when they demolished. Um, who was it? Who they smashed last week? The Rabbitohs. The Rabbitohs. Yeah, had a mind blank. Tamalolo's been named eighteenth man. As well, so there's every real chance he could come into this 17 as well. Yep. Um, the Tigers, not, you just get away. You're not going to get him in on a nah, prayer God, no. and a hope. So no, I'm not touching Jason Tamalolo this year with all the injuries. He had a knee injury and a hamstring injury in the last month. Like no, no thanks. Um, on the Tigers front, there's a couple of changes here. Dane Laurie comes into the team at five eight. So that's a probably a move I thought would happen straight away as soon as Luke Brooks injured his hamstring. But they tried Stafford Toa there for a week and it just didn't work. Um, so I'm glad they're giving Laurie a crack because apparently from what I've seen from Gus Gould on Twitter, Dane Laurie at Penrith grew up playing 5-8. So okay. very interesting to see how he goes this weekend. Definitely not a super coach relevant move or anything like that, but uh, as a Tigers supporter, it'll be interesting. Um, so Kapoa goes to the bench. He was at center. He moves back to the bench. Stefano obviously comes back from origin and then Pole goes to the bench. So not, uh, I mean, the only really relevant play from the Tigers, I mean, the obvious ones are John Bateman. Um, if you don't have John Bateman, do you think he's still a buy now? Probably not. What's his price now? I think mid-650s. Yeah, I think that's too much. Oh, 686. No, that's oh, too go. much for me to pay yeah. for, for John Bateman. I've went the cheaper option of IPAP, and I've been a pretty happy owner. He's got a break. He's at even of 47. Average is 60. Um, I like the safer option of IPAP over Bateman. Um, if I had a few trades, because I think that you might have to trade him out later in the year, I like Sean Bloor. Yeah, I'm I'm, a, I'm, I'm not 100% on it now. I was on Sunday. I'm like, fuck, this guy's had a good game. He played well. He's 300. I mean, he's played the last two, three games starting at left edge and played 80 minutes. 390K, negative break even. No more buys for the Tigers. So many positives there about Sean Bloor. The club's super high on him. I just don't like Kapoa on the bench. If he, if Kapoa yep. was at centre uh, and they stuck with Stavatoa or did what they were doing, fine. But Kapoa could easily come in and relieve him at left edge. So I, Yeah, okay. But again, it's 390K with a negative break-even. The break-even doesn't really matter to me anymore at this time of the year because I'm not bringing these guys in to trade them back out. Yeah. So you Again, if you've got heaps of trades. like So we're talking as people that have... 14 and 12 trades coming into this week. Uh, forgive me if I'm wrong. So no, we right. can't do that. But if people have 18, yep. 20 trades, bringing someone with a negative break even, and maybe those people can become a decent player. Yeah. I, I can't like, really you argue. Can play, like You can play. Sean Bloor has a massive, massive potential. Like he could yep. easily be an edge back, one of the best edge back rowers in the game in five, six years time. But, Dan Laurie could unlock him. Oh, yeah, all right. Let's let's uh, let's calm down here a little bit. Um, uh, I do like Sean Bloor, but I think there is another option in this next game that we'll talk about. That's probably a better choice. Um, okay. Let's talk. Let's talk Cowboys though. Scotty Drinkwater, Valentine Holmes. Scotty Drinkwater is eight hundred and ninety thousand now, and he's in the top ten most bought players. People are shelling out for Scott Drinkwater. Are they nuts? Yep. I would okay. be all over it if he'd done six. If he was six hundred, he actually hasn't been a price where I've been keen on getting him. Just because I copped his tens or elevens last year, um, mm. but he doesn't seem to have that. He seems to have base this year, and the Cowboys are good. The Cowboys are becoming a good team. They're playing the Tigers this week. I understand it, but the Tigers don't let in a lot of points to fullbacks. I think it's madness. Yeah, that yeah, and that is a good point. I didn't even consider that. That's like a stat from like a month ago. 
that yep. was floating around. But yeah, they do. They shut down fullbacks. So um, I wouldn't be going there. Not a chance. Not at that kind of cash. Not when I can go and buy in Gutherson 100k cheaper. Like, yep. I mean, you're not going to get Gutho this week on the buy, but still, that's, yeah. I mean, hey, it might pay off and he might average 110 for the rest of the season and we're all scratching our head going, shit, we got it wrong. But there's a lot of risk for minimal reward there, I think, with Drinky. Valentine Holmes, though, you're big on him, obviously. You uh, yeah, bought him in last him. week. And... I think he's must-own. Yeah. Still, yeah, okay. still stick with the fact he's must-own. I actually thought he might have went up a little bit more. He's 750K, uh, but I think he's got like an 11 break-even. Forgive me if I'm wrong. I'm checking it now. He has an 11 break-even. If you don't have him this week, he's going to be north of 800K, and you cannot afford him. And I don't see him not backing up from no. origin. So I think he's safe around 20. Um, if Cowboys were third, he probably wouldn't back up. But Cowboys are ninth, tenth battling yeah, it's for a spot, super important. Form. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. Really good point. All right. Um, for some reason, I put bloody Raiders notes next to my Cowboys Tigers game, so don't mind me. Let's move on to the next one: Broncos Dolphins <clears throat> Battle of Suncorp. It's a round two. So this this should be an interesting game. Uh, obviously, with Walsh at the judiciary, we're we're not still don't have a, an outcome there on what's going on, but we'll we'll try and update you. But I, I guess for me, <clears throat> if Walsh gets off, obviously he's a hold. That's fine. If he doesn't, right, and he gets more than two weeks, I think he's a sell. If he gets yep. two weeks or less, I think he's a hold. So there's a lot of moving parts there with that. But I think if he doesn't get named this week and he only misses two weeks. He's going to miss Origin, right? And he's going to miss this weekend. You get him back for round 20. So not a big deal. And you actually get to use the Heinz VC loop for free. So it's it's just such a bad price to get rid of him. It's such a buy now price. I think we'd be having a discussion about how good of a buy Reese Walsh is if he didn't have all this judiciary hanging over him. So maybe if he gets named, that could be an opportunity for, for the boys that are listening to get on. I, I, if he gets named, I'd be getting him. 639k, you pay him like 100k more than that for Dylan Edwards. And I'm seriously considering Dylan Edwards. I can't afford Gutho. I definitely can't afford Drinkwater. Tell me the difference between Drinkwater and Reese Walsh's game. Like, it's similar. Um, Drinkwater's just on one of those runs that Reese Walsh was on. If uh, he's four weeks, he's probably gone. It is at the Gabba, not Suncorp. So, yeah, it is at the Gabba. Yeah, yeah that'd be interesting. Oh, well, Battle of Queensland still, still counts. Uh, it's going to be horrible for parking. Um. <laughs> yeah, it would be. Uh, Tristan Saylor's in the reserve. So Tristan Saylor will come in, obviously, if Walsh is out. Um, yep. Definitely worse options in the comp than Tristan Saylor. So you guys are in good hands there. Uh, the the big talking point, though, are obviously Thomas Flegler is out for multiple weeks. And Jordan Ricky could be out for the season, depending on whether yep. he needs surgery. So this has opened up two pretty prominent spots for Palacia to come into the team and Willison comes in as yep. well. But does this kind of really solidify Pia Kura's role now for the rest of the year? 290K. Uh, he's been playing some big minutes. He plays 80 minutes in cup football. Like, yeah. Is this the right time now? Is this like the perfect cheapie presenting ourselves at 2RF? Yeah. He's not perfect because he's 290K. He would be perfect if he was 230K. Um yeah. Willison is 200k, but I expect when Capes comes back, then Willison will drop out, unless Willison trades the house down. But we're trying to show, this is what I've heard, we're trying to show Pierre Cura that he can be a Bronco, that he has a place for the Broncos. I think Pierre Cura plays 80 minutes for the rest of the year because it doesn't sound good for Jordan Ricky. I think maybe Flags will be back. Um, yeah. He has a Liz Frank. Liz Franks are brutal, though. They're tough. Yeah. They're tough to come back from. So... Who knows? Who knows? There's yeah, definitely look, I think Ricky could be gone. Flagler's a chance. You're spot on. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna go. Look, honestly, I could I could be getting Pekura in this week. I reckon Pekura is a really good option. I Fourth World's asking is Xavier Willison an option because he's cheap. I'd rather spend the extra ninety K to get the assurity, I guess, of of Piakura, knowing that he's gonna play good minutes uh for at least however long uh, Flegler's out, maybe. Or even, I'd say it, he probably gets it for the rest of the year, right, with Ricky? Yeah. As someone that has Willie Army as his sixth second row forward, I probably need the security that he's going to play. <clears throat> and Pierker is good. 
Like Pierre is very good. He's just a dangerous ball runner. Um, you know, can always get a line break. I think um, coming off a fifty-four in a game where we absolutely got pumped. Oh, we didn't get pumped. We played very ordinary. Yeah, um, yeah he, look, um, I like Pierre Corre. In Queensland Cup football, his last six matches, super coach points, he played 80 minutes on an edge. He's 69, 79, 61, 69, 35, 51, 67. So yeah. when he gets the minutes, the work rate's there, which is yeah. which is exciting. And um, when you've got Adam Reynolds on your inside, it, you can do much worse. So I, I feel like Pia Kura is probably the best 2RF, maybe downgrade play for Schuster this week. Uh, I reckon that could be the play. I might yep. even do it myself, depending on what happens with Walsh. I'm currently sitting there with that as one of my trades. So nice. All right, questions. Uh, yep, he uh, marks on board with your Val call. I like get it. him in. Would you get Brimson over Munster? And is Brimson a trap? So I don't think Brimson's a trap. I think dollar per point, Brimson is a better buy than Munster. An extra 100K? 100K, right? 150K? Yeah, okay. 140K? Yeah, yep. I think dollar dollar for dollar, Brimson's better value. It gives yep. you some flexibility. And um, I don't think Munster's buy now, but with Brimson's break even, he is. Nice. Another one, uh, Nanai or Young? That's a tough one for you. Nanai's you like a better that. buy this. Nanai's a better buy this week. Um, Hudson, Young is a season-long keeper if you get him in. Nice. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's move on to the this second just, last game. Sorry. Sorry. You uh, Hudson Young just misses, I think, 19 and 20, which hurts. Yeah, that Yeah, that does hurt. It's a really nice matchup, though, if you got to play round 19, which is unfortunate. <laughs> I mean, if he gets dropped from Origin. But yeah, hopefully but I'm not betting on that. that. If no. he doesn't get named for Origin, that's the point that I get him in. Um, yep. I'll probably end up fondling around trying to save trades and I won't end up getting Nanai or Young, but I love the play. Yep. Mate, Bulldogs Knights at Accor Stadium. Interesting one. Carlo Luap has been dropped for uh, Rajab. So Rajab comes in, plays 5-8. Max King also starts and Patolo has dropped out completely. So very popular cheapy now that's been dropped out onto the extended bench. Very disappointing for owners there. Um, which actually could leave a few people maybe quite short considering Eels have the buy this week, probably missing maybe three to four of their players. And then there's a couple of random outs here and there. So that hurts. Uh, and also Harrison Edwards has been named in the 14 jersey. So Morin has retained the 13, but I wouldn't yep. be surprised if there's a swap there an hour before kickoff. So. And also he's come off the bench and played 60 minutes before. So, yeah. Uh, Dane Gagai is also out for Newcastle. It looks like a plantar fascia issue. So bottom yeah. connected tissue at the bottom of the foot. So a bit of a flare up there. So apparently it's a load management thing from what NRL physio says. So should be back round 20 after the night's buy, um, which means Anari Tuala comes in and Fitzgibbon's back in for Dylan Lucas, who was also a very popular cheapie option last week, man. It is absolute chaos for these cheapies at the moment, but again, could be worse. Lucas could drop back to the bench, lose all the cash, and become a Matt Dory 2.0. I'd yeah. rather him drop out if I was an owner. And this is this is why I waited for him. I also feel the same way about Oluwapu, who come off the bench at the start of the year. Like those guys that bought him in are probably not even disappointed that he's dropping out because he was a bit of an AE nightmare, even playing 80 minutes. Yeah. The, yeah. The only two questions I have, or sorry, the, actually the one question I have really this week that's relevant Max King's now 440K. His last five or six games coming back from that injury, I think it was rib cartilage from memory, uh, he's gone. I don't think he's played more than 50 minutes in a game. He's come off the bench a lot. Uh, and now he's back to start. So there's obviously that confidence in him. Uh, could he go back to 55, 60 minutes? I mean, he was playing huge minutes when the Bulldogs were decimated and the forward packs were struggling. Is he an option? Like, he's bottomed out, surely. So... With his 71 break-even, for me, he's an option round 19. He's not an option for me right now. Yeah, and the perfect result would be that he kind of plays 40-odd minutes, gets 40, and drops another ton of cash for us, and we can pick him up at 400K. I think the Bulldogs were playing better footy the more minutes that he played as well. 
and mm. maybe he has just been banged up. So, and he ramps up towards the end of the year, becomes a guy that you had for 440 and can rival 74% owned Tohu, can rival people like Tarpany and Cotter. So, yeah, I really like the play. Uh, not this week for me, though. Fair enough. Uh, Tyler Sutherland is asking, what are your thoughts on Keon to Nanai playing head-to-head? So major buys aren't an issue. I don't know whether much I'd want to trade Keon. Much of a muchness. I think I really like the Nanai buy. I just think surely if you've got Keon Colomitangi in your team, you've got somebody else that you can trade for 500k. I think so. I like. I, I don't think I'd be trading Keon this week or next week. Uh, maybe because the Rabbitohs have around 20 buy. Have a look at Keon to Nanai in round 20 if you really want to make that move. I don't need. I don't think you need to make it now. I mean, Nanai I might be a bit more expensive, but... You've got somebody else you can get for Nanai. You've got six players there. Um, a, a really good couple of starters for your team are Nanai and Keon. I'd be stoked if I had those. Both very similar players too, hey? So, yeah, yeah could do the same kind of output for you. Um, Mark, Gagai's foot injuries travelled down from his hands. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> Um, someone's uh, f- forgot to turn him on to Queensland this year. Uh, they've left him on Rabbitohs. So, uh, yeah, 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 it's been unfortunate. Billy, Billy Slater did. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Hey, let's let's get into this last game, mate. The Sea Eagles versus the Roosters at Four Pines Park. Home game for Manly. I actually f- I think Manly could knock off the Roosters at this one. They, they usually play pretty well at Brookvale or Four Pines Park. Um, and they get their troops back now. Jerbo's back. Saab's back, Tuolungi's back, Burbo's back, Parker's back. Like they get five quality starters, or sorry, four quality starters and Burbo back into this lineup. I did um, say four quality starters in the giraffe. <laughs> um, but like that, I feel like they've, they're coming back quite strong now, Manly at home. And and obviously with those guys coming back in, we lose Vega, Harper. Kepi drops out, which Ryan Hammond will be very upset about. Uh, he's a Kepi, a big Kepi fan. So shame for Kepi owners, actually, because that's going to leave them short as well for anybody who had him as a bit of a fourth or a third or fourth front row. Uh, and then Carl Lawton and Condon are both out too, which aren't super coach relevant. But I tell you who is super coach relevant, Matty. Suali'i is back on the right wing for the Sydney Roosters. What are your thoughts on this one? 390K, average 56 last year on the wing. Yep. Could kick goals. So for- for those that listen to me, I think I said as soon as Suali he gets named on the right wing, I'm getting him in my team, and the logic's still there. I, I mean, I want him. He's 390k. We were talking about him as cheap at 510k. Yeah, I remember. I think maybe the week that he got suspended, I messaged you and I'm like, "Did I see Suali E on the right wing there for, at some point? Did he score his try on the right wing?" You're like, "We." I went back and watched it, and I'm and he, and he did, and I'm like. As soon as he's back from suspension, if he gets named on the right wing, I'm buying him. And yeah. it's just now the problem is I've got to make that decision over probably another couple of important ones as well. So it'll be tricky to, to kind of prioritize that. But, I mean, he could kick goals. Sam Walker's not back. He seemed to be the second-choice goal kicker for the Roosters. I mean, they have to score points first, but uh, yeah. that's another conversation. But I guess another point, he's got a 10 break even. So his price is going to go back up now. Last question for you. Does him being outside Joey Manu scare you? Because Joey Manu does not pass the ball. Yes, but at 390k, that is a risk I'm willing to take. And Robbie Starr in the in the chat has made a good point about this. I can't consider mid-rangers anymore. Anyone I trade in now is going to be there till round 27. I think Suali'i could be a guy that goes from 390 to 600k for you and you finish the year with him. Or he could go from 390 to 390 and you can play him in matchups. You definitely, yeah, I, I can't see him staying at 390. I just can't. I think. Me neither. At, but at I'm worst, talking absolute worst case runners. scenario. Yeah. 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 Fair call. Outside Manu, good or bad, Mark asks. Um, I I think there's two, there's positives and negatives to it. I don't know whether there's just a plain good or bad answer. Good in a way that Manu kind of gets so much attention. So those cutout balls, uh, if Kiri can get in connection with Suali on the right wing, that could work out really well because, you know, a lot of people are taking Manu on the block run. <sighs> in saying that, if Manu gets the ball, it's not getting to Suali. So you've just got to kind of pick your battles there. It could be great in so, one so game if, and then shit in the next. So if you're the Roosters coach and you've got Kiri, Manu and Suali on one side, 
and you've got Billy Smith, two power, and what's the other bloke? Sandon uh, Smith. Yeah, yeah. I know where the ball's yeah, going. Like, exactly. You didn't you didn't even know his name. So yeah, that is gonna be the whole side. Maybe the Roosters turn it on with this. I don't know. And the reason I didn't know his name is because both the Crichton brothers brothers are out and Tupanu is out. So they're they're yeah. pretty decimated from a um edge forward perspective. It uh, looks like White and Nathan Brown are starting and Sua Wong has come in on the bench as well. So there's a lot going on for this Roosters team. Yeah. Sua Wong's a, a guy you can talk about potentially because that could be enough territory, but the problem is he doesn't play around 19. So I don't know yeah. whether I like him as enough or making enough decision now on a guy that could play a little bit but won't play much. Yeah, for if me, I'm that's enough, the Wong decision. <laughs> yeah, I could see you. You were really excited about saying that. It took me about 15 seconds for me to stop talking. Um, <clears throat> I'll pay it. It is good. <laughs> it is good. Um, if I'm getting enough, I'm getting a guy that will never play. I'll just get Jack Howarth. Yeah. A guy that's just not going to ever play and gives me dual position to make trades. That's it. That's that's all I need to worry about. But we I think still if don't you know get if this him... guy's an AE nightmare either. We yeah, haven't really right. seen enough. Yeah, for sure. Uh, last question on this one, mate. Sell Billy Smith or not? I think we spoke about it Sunday. It's pretty clear cut, right? It is pretty clear cut, but is he really hurting you? He's sort of banging away those forties, and if forty is your AE, oh, I'm. This is the argument I'm having in my head, and it starts and finishes with Josh Schuster and Billy Smith. So, yeah, maybe Billy Smith's a hold this week. Maybe you got bigger problems. Um, I think at the end of the day. Uh, people might have Walsh. They might have Schuster. I mean, I do. I've got Walsh, Schuster, and Billy Smith, and I can tell you who my two priorities are going to be, and it's not Billy Smith. Um, so I'm, I'm going to prioritize probably trying to get the AE nightmare of Schuster out of my team and then yeah. also prioritize if Walsh is out long-term, getting him out of my team as well. They've made their closing arguments in this judiciary case as well. I'm just yep. trying to not read too much of it at the same time. Um, but mate, that's all uh, seven, eight games, eight games for the weekend. Uh, what are your trades? What are you thinking trades VCC for this weekend? So I was coming into this week, making no trades and Jordan Ricky possibly being out for the season and Sualihi being named on the right wing might be forcing my hand. They're two things that I've sort of been wait, not waiting for Ricky to get injured, but waiting for a season engine ended, ending injury and a guy that's sub 300K that could sort of sit there and I suppose marinate. I could play sometimes. Maybe Piakura turns into a guy that you can just plug and play. We don't really fully know that yet. Um, Sualihi excites me. I might just make two trades, but I'm very aware that these trades, like that could get me a few hundred K that I could use elsewhere, namely get get a monster or get a grant or get somebody that I really want for the run home and still be a play every week. Yeah, Piakura and Suolihi are very, very interesting. So mm. I was looking at maybe getting out Smith, maybe getting out Piakura, but then I'm like, am I making enough money out of that to warrant doing two trades? And the only other guy that I can think to get rid of is Alex Johnston with his 133 break even. But I do just want another number for round 19. And Sualihi and Piakura doesn't get 19. me that. I'm just, mm. I tell you what, I'm going to be tossing it up all week. But I think either Sualihi and or Piakura are coming in for me for one of those three blokes. Yeah, I I like it. There's, and there's so many options this week, um, you know, that we've talked about and, and popular options too. So I'm sure you're going to make your decision as close to Thursday or Friday as possible. For anybody who wants to know our final trades, hop in the Discord. I'm going to drop it in the comments right now. Uh, the Discord's up and running for all sports, for Insight Fantasy Sports as well. So you've got NRL, AFL, NBA. If you're an NBA fan, we're starting to ramp up fantasy content there as well. So, uh, And BBL at the end of the year. So jump on in, select the sports you want to be yeah. involved in and have a chat with us and uh, get to know our final moves and our yeah. thoughts throughout the week as well. Went and did an NBA podcast with uh, Matty G with a uh, with a Powers. There's not too many NBA podcasts sitting there drinking a Powers. So I would say <laughs> there's probably never been an NBA podcaster drinking a Powers. So enjoy that. Pop on. There's a, 
first for everything. My <laughs> my moves this week, I'm thinking Billy Smith out to Mulatalo uh, and Schuster. I was going to do Schuster to Piakura. So that was initially what I was thinking. And if Walsh is suspended for more than two weeks, which we, <coughs> I just quickly read this. I don't know what your thoughts are, but I reckon he's getting off. Yeah. I reckon he's getting That's off this. Um, I'll talk about it in a second. But if Walsh is out for longer than two weeks, I go to Walsh to Mulatalo via Garrick. So Garrick up to fullback. Mulatalo comes in for Reese Walsh, and then I can go Schuster to Britain Nicara. So that's probably where my head's at at the moment, but it is only Tuesday night. Uh, yeah. Usually, if anybody knows me well, uh, I'll change my trades about three or four times throughout the week. So never take yeah. what I say on the on the podcast as my final trades. Jump in the Discord if you want to know what our final moves are before kickoff on Thursday. I think Mulatalo is a really good swap out for Walsh as well. I really like Dylan Edwards as well. Uh, if it comes to the fact that we have to trade out Reese Walsh. Also, Suolihi, like, you could just bank a few hundred K. Like, you're going to have these fullback guys. You're going to have Asako. You're going to have C&K. You're going to have Garrick. Yeah, I really like that. And I don't actually like that many straight fullbacks anymore. I think these center wing fullback dual eligible players, which I've never done any other season, um, yeah, are really starting to ramp up. I, I don't think... think fullback is what it used to be. Like, is it? Is it? Do you think it's anything in the scoring, or do you think it's just uh, they're shutting down the fullbacks in attacking I stats? Think, I think the obvious re or the obvious plays that fullback only have always been Tedesco Turbo, and these two aren't in the conversation this year. Tedesco definitely not going near him this year. He just doesn't look the same. Uh, and Turbo's out for the year. Ryan Pappenhausen's been out all year. These guys are the three main fullbacks that everybody's picked week, year in year out. So now we've got to think outside the box, right? No, not everybody loves Dylan Edwards. Um, but and Garrick's now at fullback and he's going to get fullback points. So for me, in my head, I'm like, he's playing fullback, he'll score well, he can sit in my fullback slot, and then I can attack these kind of matchup dependent center wings and play them on a rotation. I've just got one comment to say to, to King Gutho till 27. You mean 26. Yeah, Eels by around 27 hertz. So uh, you want to have a trade up your sleeve there, Robbie, I think, because you want to get those Eels guys out and use that cash in the final round if you're chasing overall, for sure. Uh, all right, a few or a couple of questions here before we move or before we wrap things up. Uh, Shots is asking, Elikatoa out and Hosking to Piakora and David Fafida or any 2RF or Elikatoa and Isaiah Katoa to Piakura and AJ Brimson or Munster? There's a bit going on. You know there. what I'd probably... If you can boost, you can get Sione Katoa out of your team as well. Um, you can get Eli Katoa, Isaiah Katoa, Sione Katoa all out. Um, I don't like the idea of getting David Fafita in this week. I like getting um, Piakura and probably Brimson. Uh, yeah, I like Piakura and Brimson. I'd probably agree with you on that. I'm not going David Fafita. It's too early. Uh, Piakura looks good, could play 80 minutes, get your 50-55 average over the next six, seven weeks leading into the home straight. So do that. Because uh, at least if – honestly, I would probably go Hosking and Isaiah Katoa to Piakura and AJ Brimson because at least – because Isaiah Katoa every week and especially now is becoming an AE nightmare. At least Eli Katoa is either going to play or he's not. Um, I would keep Eli Katoa, go Isaiah Katoa out, Hosking out, Piakura and AJ Brimson in. I like it. Live advice. How good. Uh, Troy is asking, is there a world where we hold Buller? I think there is. Yep. I think there could be. Uh, I think if you didn't trade him last week, I reckon he's playing this week and next week. He's an extra number for round 19, which I think is going to help a lot of people. And we're, we've all made that decision last week off one game where he didn't score well. And, you know, my logic for Buller was that he doesn't have Appy or Brooks and maybe the Tigers won't click as much on in attack. But, hey, I mean, there's every chance he comes out and does more himself. His workload goes up, handles the, he runs the ball more and gets more involved. So there could be a world where he improves, which is nuts. Give me but a I second. I, give me a second. I just want to check a stat. While you so do, I'm just going to – oh, sorry, go. Yeah, so he has just gone down in ownership basically tremendously. So I think also in the same ilk of what I was saying earlier, 
he could now become so in the top five percent. So in the so yeah, so it depends where you're making your ranks. So he's about twenty percent owned outside of the top percent, but still thirty eight percent owned in the top five percent. If you're trying mm-hmm. to make that move and having Buller, you could really make some steps up into the top five percent. But maybe it's a pod play to get rid of Buller if you're in the top five percent. That's that's what I've done. That's what Brano's done. But if you're at like a twenty two thousandth and you're trying to make a move up. It's actually a good pod move to get rid of him. So yeah, looking at that, it's a pod move to get rid of him, to get rid of him, to have somebody that's playing against Buller. Because I think if you get Dylan Edwards in straight swap, he will outscore Buller in that. But maybe the risk at the other end, if you're twenty two thousandth, is you can make moves by having Buller. I like it. I like it. Uh, to Tyler, who is asking, is Garrick a hold with one hundred and seventy break even? Uh, like I said on Sunday, it could be a thousand and seventy, and I'd hold him. Uh, break even doesn't matter if you don't plan on selling. And I think now that Garrick's at fullback, he is a top four center wing for the run home. So hold on break, for dear life. Break even doesn't matter if your name is Ruben Garrick. That's right. That is right. Um, Robbie Starr's holding Buller. Yep. Uh, and after the buyers, Professor Cactus has mentioned it's important to get Fafita in rather than a player like Drinky that can have variable scores. So that's a question he's asking. I think it is. Yeah. Um, I think it's way more important. As soon as Fafita comes back in and is named and plays 80 minutes, he'll be in my team. Fafita could be 90% owned or 80% owned. At Should that be. Point. Should be. Yep. Uh, Will is asking if we're going to do a head-to-head finals draw analysis. Um, we're going to record a run home pod, which is going to have a little bit of that in it in terms of like the next – 10 weeks of, of games and draws and what the last month of football looks like and the type of players that you need to jump on and off. So maybe we'll cover some of that, which will drop tomorrow. Um, but yeah. yeah. Hey, if there's re- requests to do some more specific stuff at the back end of the season, we'll do that too. Yeah. And I think happy. you'll be able to work out like when we're ragging out on getting a, uh, getting too many Parramatta players in, but you're doing head to head finals. Well, you can just load up on Parramatta players. You probably already have. So yeah, it wouldn't make sense that you, you'd have a fair few para guys, Hopgood, Moses, Gutho. Everybody would have had Dylan Brown up until about a month ago. Like it, it's the team to have. They're scoring big points. So yep. definitely a target there. Last question from Robbie Starr. The big question is Buller or Walsh? Now let's just assume Walsh is playing and available. Who are you picking? Walsh. I'm, I'm picking Walsh every day of the week. Yep. Yep. Um, but Buller does play round 19. <clears throat> so maybe if I've got Buller and I want to go across to Walsh, I'm not doing it until round 20. So. Yep. Yep. Good shout. Mate, that'll wrap us up. That'll do us. Team list Tuesday done and dusted for another week for round 18. We're, um, we're doing a bit of a back-to-back here in the, uh, in the old studio. So we're going to go and record this uh, run home pod now, which is going to have a ton of awesome information around our positional picks, I guess, for the run home and, and the way that we rate players and what we want our teams to look like. We'll do a bit of a draw analysis as well for the next three weeks so that you can get through the buy period successfully as well. So plenty of good stuff coming up. That'll drop tomorrow evening. So thanks yeah. for hopping on, guys. If you're still with us, hit that subscribe button, hit like it, follow, leave us a review, all the good stuff so that we can get the podcast out to more people. Until then, you've been listening to Insight Fantasy Sports. We'll see you later. Cheerio.